Thanks to everyone who participated in the Worldwide CacheCon 2021, the first ever virtual worldwide geocaching conference. All contests are closed now. Hey, it doesn't mean you can't listen still. All right, back to the conference. Welcome to the Worldwide CacheCon. I'm Derek, Baker Six Clan, part of the Geocache Talk Network. And we are so excited that you have joined us online for this very special event. And guess what? You are being joined from many others from around the world. Places like... G'day guys, Seymour Shelley all the way from Australia. And welcome to the Worldwide CacheCon. Hi. I'm Lyric Glass. And I'm London Westie. We're from Cash Canada. Welcome to the, to the Worldwide, Worldwide CacheCon. Hey friends, it's Joshua, the geocaching blogger, and welcome to Worldwide CacheCon. Woo! Yes, yes, yes. Throughout this online event, there are going to be codes that will be flashing up on the screen. And yes, those are trackable codes, and yes, you can log them. Some of those codes may give you the opportunity to be able to win a special prize. If you haven't yet gone to the website, go to geocachetalk.com forward slash WWCC21 and check out the page and all the events that are going to be happening today. Also on that page, you'll be able to find the link to the swag that you can get for the Worldwide CashCon. We got shirts and we got coins. And you know what? Those are some really great stuff and you don't want to miss getting your swag for the first ever Worldwide CacheCon. Now I hope you're excited to be with us today because I know I'm excited and I know the rest of the Geocache Talk Network is excited. Now, let's kick this event off by hearing from our keynote speaker, Brian Roth, president and co-founder of geocaching.com. Good morning, everybody. My name is Brian Roth and I am the president and co-founder of Geocaching HQ. I'm coming to you from Geocaching HQ this morning um, in Seattle, Washington, USA, and hopefully you're watching this at home, staying safe, staying healthy during this crazy global pandemic. Welcome to Worldwide CacheCon 2021. First of its kind, I want to start out by saying thank you to the Geocaching Talk Network for putting this event on. It's really exciting. We've got a packed agenda for you. It is my honor to get to talk to all of you today. I have to say, I wish it was in person. I wish we were somewhere out on the trail or at a geocaching event somewhere in the real world, but this is what we get to do during this time, and so we're doing it virtually, and that's gonna be just fine. In 2019, there were over 42,000 geocaching events. In 2020, there were just over 18,000. We all know why. Uh, the game has changed, uh, the world has changed, hopefully temporarily, but here we have a chance to get together as a community, I know I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully all of you are as well. In February 2020, I was attending the Beethoven Mega Event in Bonn, Germany. The event was on February 29th, which, which incidentally was the day where the most cash fines uh, were posted for the entire year at over 600,000 geocache fines. That's a lot. We flew home on March 1st um, amidst news of the pandemic spreading uh, throughout Italy and Europe and certainly in the United States. Uh, Seattle was a bit of uh, ground zero uh, in the U.S. Um, and so we got back on March 1st. That was a Monday. On Wednesday, March 3rd, we had to make the decision to send the entire company home for remote working. And we said to all the lackeys, hey, we've got this pandemic in the interest of safety and keeping ourselves safe and the community safe. We're going to close the visitor center. We're going to switch to remote working and hopefully it won't be too long that we are remote working. Here we are 47 weeks later with months to go of remote working. Um, it's been hard uh, as a transition because here we are working in an office face to face for 20 years. Um, and now we're working over screens and, and having virtual conferences and sending and reading a lot of email and Slack conversations. At the same time, we recognize how fortunate we are because during this global pandemic, there have been entire industries um, negatively affected. There have been individuals who have, who have not survived this pandemic. And so um, it's been a real tragedy on a lot of levels, but there have been some positives. And I, and I wanna just acknowledge that 
for many people around the world, myself included, geocaching has been a positive. Over the course of 2020, uh, there have been various news articles uh, telling people that with this pandemic, you know, we have to socially distance, we have to wear masks, we have to stay safe, stay home. Um, and for those people who have been able to get outside um, without the joy of concerts and sporting events and geocaching events and other gatherings, uh, there's been a little bit more social distancing and a little bit more isolated activities with individuals, couples, families, etc. And during the course of 2020, many people found out about geocaching. They were told, hey, here's something that you can do. Here's a way to get outside, stay safe, stay healthy. It's been something that's been really important. And so as a company, we've always looked at this as, yes, things have changed for Groundspeak. Things have changed for Geocaching HQ. But because geocaching is playing an important role for people around the world, helping them have more fun at a time when uh, some of the fun is a little bit harder to come by, we know how important it is, the work that we're doing. And to be fair, it's not just the work we're doing. There are countless geocaching community volunteers out there who are reviewing caches, translating uh, different things so that people in different countries can understand geocaching and the mobile applications and things like that. There are moderators participating in discussions. And then there's geocachers who are still hiding caches. We had 434,000 caches hidden during 2020. And it's not easy because throughout that time, there have been areas where geocaches couldn't be hidden. You know, we've given a lot of latitude to the reviewers to say, pay attention to the health guidelines. We want to be respectful. The, the safety and security of geocachers and the community is critically important. And so if we have to stop pub publishing caches for some period of time, we're going to do that. If we have to stop publishing events for some time, we're going to do that because it's important and we all have to band together if we're going to get through this in the right way. As a community, we're playing an important role and, and we take it really seriously. And so that's why from all of the lackeys here to all of you, we want to tell you that we're still working. We're still working hard to bring you new features and new functions and, and new aspects of the game that you can play with. And so I want to share with you a couple of statistics just for 2020, just so that you understand what has taken place. Um, there were over 80 million fines in 2020. Uh, as I said, there were 434 new geocaches placed, uh, 7 million souvenirs given out, um, 5 million new accounts created. That's almost twice the number of accounts created in the previous year. And we know why that is. We know that people have chosen geocaching as a way to bring more fun to their lives during this, during this challenging time. So it's really important uh, the role that we all play as a community in welcoming these new players, helping them understand the benefits of the game, how to play, etc. There have been 23,000 Adventure Labs created. Uh, for those of you out there who don't know what that is, Adventure Lab is a, a new extension of the geocaching platform. There's an app for iOS and Android called Adventure Lab. It is multimedia location-based experiences created by people just like you. So it's historical tours, story-driven adventures, and more. Those are all available for free in the Adventure Lab app. Um, we're really excited to see people embracing this and playing it as part of the game of geocaching. We just announced a few days ago, or about a week ago, the new locationless cache. It is GC8NEAT, GC8NEAT. It is a locationless cache focused on cleanups. Um, improving the environment, doing projects to cash in trash out and things like that. Consider what you might do to improve the environment, contribute positively to the game board, and starting on February 6th, get out there and, and start doing good and, and log the location list. You'll get a special souvenir. Um, it's certainly another cash find, and, and together we can have a positive impact on the environment and our game board. Recently, we released a new version of the Where I Go iOS app, uh, this has been a long time coming. The previous version has admittedly languished. The new version has some drastic improvements. And for those of you who are passionate about where I go and active on iOS only, at least for now, uh, please get out there and check it out and play. We hope you enjoy it. There are other really exciting projects in the works. As I mentioned earlier, we are hard at work trying to build 
better features, better functionality, give more to the community. We want you to be happy. We want you to give some. We want you to enjoy the game in in more ways than you have in the past. Another update for you. This past August of 2020, we plan to celebrate the 20th anniversary of geocaching. Everybody knows, and I know everybody understands why we had to postpone that to this August. So I know some of you are saying, what's going to happen? Should we be planning? Should we buy tickets? Um, our plan is to announce uh, the status of that event sometime in early March. We are going to look at the health guidance from all over the world, particularly locally in Seattle. And our plan is to make a determination in early March. Being completely honest with you, it's a tough time right now. And what we're seeing is not as positive as, as we'd like it to be. And so if we had to make the decision now, I think it's really uh, an easy decision and we would choose to postpone it again in the interest of health and safety. Um, so if things do improve, if vaccinations improve, if people are wearing masks and we are having a positive impact on, on COVID and things get better, well, then there's a chance that we're going to have the event. Uh, but as of now, it's not looking as likely as I would like it to be looking. Thank you to all of you for participating in today's event. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff in store for all of you. Um, a special thank you once again to the Geocache no Talk Network for putting this on. Thank you to all of the community volunteers around the world who helped to make this game happen. Thank you to the lackeys that I get to work with every day, albeit remotely. Um, we are looking forward to seeing all of you in real life, out on the trail, back at geocaching events as soon as possible. Um, it can't come soon enough. So until then, please stay safe, stay healthy, pay attention to the, the guidance from your healthcare uh, professionals as well as your governments. And today, let's focus on geocaching. Let's have a great time. I know that the organizers have a fun event in store for us. Um, we miss you, and we can't wait to see you again. Thank you so much. Sie sind es, die uns Tag für Tag inspirieren. Die sich auf die Suche nach neuen Abenteuern machen. bis zum Ende durchhalten. Sie sind unsere Teilnehmer. Aber warum nicht auch Ihre besten Kunden? Hi, everybody. This is Chad, aka Bounce Bounce. We're down here in downtown Seattle at Geocache HQ's headquarters. We're gonna go in and do a virtual tour for the Worldwide CacheCon 2021. Let's go inside and see who we can see. Hello and welcome to Geocaching HQ in Seattle. My name is Chris, my username is Rock Chalk, and I am one of the 80 or so lackeys who works for Geocaching HQ here in Seattle. There are 70 or so of us that work here at our office in Fremont, neighborhood of Seattle, and then a small group of lackeys who work at the Shop Geocaching Warehouse in downtown Seattle, which is just a few miles south of where we are. But we're extremely excited to welcome you here and give you this virtual tour of our offices. Uh, one of the great things about being a lackey here at HQ in normal times is that we have an opportunity to interact with members of the community almost daily when they come to visit us here at HQ. And unfortunately, due to the pandemic, our offices have been closed for several months. And so this is a, an opportunity that we're very excited about to have the chance to welcome you here and show you around uh, Geocaching HQ. So let's take a look inside. So here we are inside the visitor center at Geocaching HQ. So if you come to visit us, hopefully soon after we've gotten past this pandemic, uh, this is what you'll see. You'll be able to tour the visitor center. And I will just point out a couple of the highlights.
thanks to you, and then you'll have more to see when you come and see us in person. Uh, we have a number of uh, really exciting uh, geocaching products, uh, many of which are available at Shop Geocaching. So there are a number of things that are only available here at HQ. So HQ-specific items, uh, t-shirts, hats, uh, there's even a version of a lackey coin that is only available to purchase here at HQ. So some fun stuff there. We also have special trackables that you can come and discover when you're here, including a couple that have been up in space, which is extremely exciting. And so that's something that you can look forward to when you come to visit us. We also have a number of uh, various pieces of memorabilia, old geocaching, uh, special geocaching t-shirts. We have special trackables in, in our little museum, uh, the uh, various tags and geocoins and things of that nature uh, that, that, are, that are a lot of fun to see when you, when you come to visit us. Of course, you also get to find and sign the official geocaching HQ cache uh, when you come here to visit us. So uh, if you haven't done that yet, we hope that you will come to see us uh, again once we're back open, once the pandemic has, has, has subsided. So there's a lot of fun stuff to see here in the Visitor Center, and now we will give you a peek back inside the geocaching offices. So we are back inside the offices here at Geocaching HQ, and you will notice no one is here. Again, that is because we have all been working remotely for several months, and so you might see a couple of people uh, as we go through the offices here, but for the most part, lackeys are working from home and, and have been for quite a while but I'll try to just tell you a little bit about each of the areas when there are people there and what the people in those areas do. So uh, the first thing here is the community volunteer support team. So uh, it's just what it sounds like. It's a team that supports the community volunteers. So these are the reviewers, the forum moderators, the translators, uh, the folks that translate uh, the geocaching.com website and the geocaching apps. Uh, and do a number of other things as well. We also, I say we because I'm on the community volunteer support team, we also support players uh, and, and the rest of the community and work on a variety of other projects. So this is where uh, the community volunteer support team would be during normal times. Next up here we have the community engagement team, uh, the CE team as we call it. And uh, the CE team is the team that if you email Geocaching HQ, if you have an issue with your account, if you have uh, any problems with the website or the apps or anything like that, the CE team is the team that's going to try to help solve those problems for you. And they might do that by uh, checking back with the development teams, with the web developers or the mobile developers or any number of other people in the company to try to get answers for your questions. But they are real people. There are five people on the CE team that answer every question that comes in. So whenever you write to us, know that you are uh, interacting with people that usually, during normal times, sit right here in this area. Uh, the CE team also tries to identify bugs that might come up and then uh, relay that information onto the developers and, and you know, try to you know, squash those bugs, try to figure out uh, how to fix any problems that might come up. Uh, they also work on things like uh, country souvenir campaign. So whenever you see a new souvenir announced, that's the CE team that's been working on that. They also create great content for our social media platforms, Facebook and Twitter and things like that. Uh, so whenever you interact with uh, lackeys on our Facebook page, that's usually the community engagement team that you are talking to them. The business development team at HQ is a group that works on a really wide variety of things. Uh, it might be something like promotions. So if you see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle trackables or the Smokey Bear 75th Anniversary trackables, uh, fun promotions like that, that's usually coming from the business development team. Uh, they also work on geotours. Uh, they also work with API partners. If you like to use Project GC or Cashly or Cash Tour or any of the uh, number of uh, exciting API partners that HQ works with, uh, that is also something that, that is handled from the business development team. Uh, I can't even begin <laughs> to cover everything that this team does, but it's, it's really exciting stuff, and, and it's stuff that, as a player, pretty good chance that you have uh, interacted with something that the business development team is working on. 
the marketing team here at HQ, if you enjoy the fun emails that you get from Geocache and HQ, the logbook email, for instance, if you're a premium member, uh, that was something that was created by the marketing team. They also come up with those fun souvenir challenges, like Wonders of the World, Mystery at the Museum, things like that. Those are usually uh, something that the marketing team has dreamed up, and then they work with people from all over the company to make things like that happen. Uh, they craft release notes to explain various products and services that we uh, announce and bring to the community. Uh, lots of stuff that the marketing team does. It's a, it's a great group of folks. I wish you could see them, but again, <laughs> nobody's here today. So we will continue on. So back here are some of the most creative people in HQ work, and that is the creative studio. When you see some of the fun uh, artwork that's associated with our souvenir challenges and uh, country souvenirs and, gosh, any number of other things that you see come out of HQ, usually the creative studio has had a handle in that. If you look on our uh, shop geocaching and see some of the products there, whether it be t-shirts or geocoins or things like that, a lot of that was created by the creative studio. Uh, so, so they're just, Guys, they're just such amazing folks and they come up with such fun stuff. I'm always just wowed by what they do. Uh, I would also mention here Shop Geocaching. Uh, those are the guys that work uh, down in our warehouse, which, as I mentioned earlier, is in downtown Seattle. And if you place an order from shop.geocaching.com, it's going to be that group of guys who we affectionately refer to as the Shop Boys. Uh, the shop boys are the ones who work out at the warehouse and make sure to get those products out to you so you can enjoy them. Of course, you got to have a really strong IT staff when you are a company like Geocache and HQ, and we definitely have that here. Uh, these are the folks that make sure the servers are running the way that they should be so that the website and the apps can function flawlessly, and they do such a great job of that, making sure that we have a really great infrastructure so that our products work the way that they're supposed to. So I cannot stress highly enough how important the IT department is here at HQ. Hey, Cacher, are you looking for some ideas of how to create gadget caches and even very creative containers? Well, hey, don't look any further. Check out my channel, Behind the Cache. My name's Derek, and Behind the Cache is a channel that I like to share ideas of how to create gadget caches and creative caches. Now, you may be asking what's the difference between a creative cache and a gadget cache? Well, you're gonna have to check out my channel to find out. But on this channel, you'll find caches that are very simple to make all the way up to more advanced. So if you're looking for ideas, check out my channel, Behind the Cache. The easiest way to find my channel is go to behindthecache.com. I hope to see you there. And always remember, every cache has a story, so go check out Behind the Cache. So I'm not sure how exciting a conference room is, but I do like to show people our main conference room here at HQ whenever I show people around because once a month, we have a company meeting, again, during normal times. Actually, we still have them during the pandemic too, but it's online. During normal times, we all meet together in this room. And I like to point that out because before I came to work here, I assumed that HQ was a huge company with lots of people. And we're actually 70 to 80 people who can all fit comfortably in this room once a month to have our company meeting. One of the most fun places here at HQ is Signal Cafe. This is our main gathering place for lackeys during normal times where we have lunch together, where we just kind of, you know, talk about various projects and, and enjoy each other's company. It's, it's just one of the parts of this building that makes the HQ culture what it is. Now, as you see, and as I've mentioned a few times, there's nobody really here right now because of the pandemic, but there is one face that is here at HQ a lot of the time during this pandemic because not able to travel due to the various restrictions, 
And that's signal. So signal, you've got to be missing megabits and gigabits, right? You really want to get back out there, don't you? Signal is usually traveling all over the world throughout the year. We never see signal here at headquarters because signal has so many places to be. And so signal's really getting to know the office now and getting to know what it feels like to be us. We're usually stuck at our desks all the time, but you're really looking forward to traveling again, aren't you? So let's get past this pandemic so we can have mega and giga events again and signal can leave the office once more. Thanks, Signal. A couple of the other teams to mention here at HQ are the finance team, which, as you would imagine, handles finance. Uh, also, what we call Team Unicorn. And Team Unicorn encompasses things like human resources, learning and development, which is uh, helping lackeys to uh, get more uh, training on, on, on various things that will help them do their job better. Uh, the legal department and, and, and things like that. Uh, also, the data team is another group that works near here. And uh, the data team is a, another one that is kind of exactly what it sounds like when someone might need data for a project. Uh, that's who they're going to go to to round up the information that they need to uh, you know, fill out the project the way that they need to. One of the fun little amenities that we have as lackeys is our gear closet. So this is a place where you can come in and check out various items uh, to enjoy the outdoors here in the Pacific Northwest. And that would include geocaching. We have a couple of inflatable kayaks that I personally use, but then also uh, stuff like snowshoes and, and you know, camping equipment and stuff like that. Just one of the amenities that's you know, kind of fun uh, for us to enjoy the outdoors here around Seattle. And nearing the end of our tour now, this is the part of the office where we start seeing the product and delivery team members uh, here at HQ. They're the ones who create and implement features for geocaching.com and for our uh, mobile apps. These are mobile and web developers, product managers, engineers, product designers that are uh, working in this general part of, uh, of the geocaching HQ offices. So that just leaves one last place to visit, and that is our president and co-founder, Brian Roth. Hey there. Hi, everybody. Put my mask on for safety. Whoa. Signal trapped in carbonite. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this is pretty amazing. Uh, created by the Geocache Talk Network, uh, and especially Bounce Bounce. Who really built this thing it is as a star wars fan and you can see by my lightsaber up there um may the force be with all of you here i'll, I'll turn it on real quick just so folks can see so pretty fun that's really more cool and more fun so this is signal trapped in carbonite there's a very special tracking code on here we're going to share this with all of you. Uh, hopefully, it's uh, another one of the many highlights of today. If you want to come around here, Chad, and show it off. Oh, and it's on. I'm sitting here reading my uh, WSGA email, and this is where I work. Here's my office. We've got um, the Aurora Bridge outside. One of the really cool things, not sure if you can see it, but down there in that little plaza is the Beneath Aurora geocache, which is part of the HQ Geo Tour. So one of the really cool things about getting to work here is that every so often I'll see some geocachers out there finding the cache. So if you ever come by and you do find the cache, uh, please just wave up and there's a, there's a few of us along here that might be able to see you and, and say hello. So I hope you've all had a really wonderful day. Um, I know I have and we just want to say thank you again to all the organizers, Geocache Talk Network, all the people that put this event on. Um, we hope it's really been informative and fun and you got to see some things that maybe you wouldn't have seen uh, otherwise. And as I said earlier, we hope to see you again soon on the trail at a geocaching event. And until then, please be safe, uh, stay healthy, and happy geocaching to all of you. Cheers. On behalf of the entire Geocache Talk Network crew, 
I'd like to welcome you to the first ever worldwide virtual geocaching conference. We here at the network have worked very hard to provide some great geocaching entertainment today for you from around the world, as well as a prize or two. So keep a close eye out for chances to win, including a five-stage adventure lab provided by Geocaching HQ. The Sunday show, Geocaching with Children, audio podcast, gadget talk, puzzle talk, and challenge talk are all available live or watch later on YouTube and the audio versions are on your favorite audio podcasting app. The Geocache Talk Network is much more than our five podcasts. We have a cash exchange program, books, videos, and exclusive content for our patrons, including special events only for them. But there's plenty here for everyone as well. The conference store is open today only. So don't forget to check out the swag at gcswag.com forward slash WWCC21. Also, there'll be a badge available so that you can proudly display on your geocaching profile. Enjoy the conference. We have some special guests for this hour, and we're going to let them introduce themselves, and then we're going to talk to them a little bit. Um, If you're not familiar with who they are, these are people that have the luckiest job in the world. So I'll let them explain, and you'll realize that I'm right. So Sven, do you want to start first? Sure. Uh, Hello, everybody. My name is Sven. I am originally from Germany and now live in Seattle, Washington, and I'm one of the lucky people who gets to work for Geocaching HQ. And specifically, I lead the team that supports all the community geocaching community volunteers across the world. So volunteer uh, volunteer reviewers, translators, moderators, geowares, name it. Okay. Uh, Cindy, do you want to go next? Sure. Okay. My name is Cindy. My username is Frau Potter, and I am currently the director of community, and I'm on the senior management team. So as director of community, I oversee two teams, pretty much anything to do with community, um, social media, blog, community volunteers, all the email support, um, mega and giga events, translator support. Um, the, The list is quite extensive. Um, and I've been working there for almost 10 years. So for any of our high school students out there, if their counselors haven't told you that you can grow up and work for headquarters, for geocaching headquarters, you need to get a new counselor. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. (laughs) Uh, But awesome job, and there actually are people that work there, and um, it's not a huge staff, but uh, very dedicated and hardworking people, and we're lucky to have two of them on right here. So... um, we uh, will start you off with an easy one to get you warmed up, right? Um, you have to know this one because of where you work. Uh, and either one of you can start first. But for many of the people, there's very many new people to the game. But let's get an expert opinion. How would you describe geocaching to somebody that's either brand new or doesn't really quite know what it is yet? And I'll let you either one of you jump in. I can I can start if you don't mind. Okay. Because um, I not too long ago when I started working at HQ, actually had to explain the very thing that I would now be working with and for to my parents who weren't geocachers at the time, but now have gotten into the game as well. So I basically explained to them as a modern day tech driven um, treasure hunt that is played worldwide, and um, I I also use the the comparison that I always really liked of sort of using million dollar satellites to find Tupperware in the woods. Um, That one always cracked me up. And at the same time, geocaching has really become so much more than that with urban heights as well these days. But um, yeah, the idea of finding little treasure in otherwise places that you may have missed or places that you may know already for many years um, was kind of the angle that I took. I like that. That's a good. That's a good description of it. Cindy, do you want to to add something to that? Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, I often just say it's a really fun game. It's a treasure hunt, a worldwide treasure hunt, and there's more than three million geocaches hidden worldwide, and there's probably one mm, less than a mile from wherever you are. And so often when I'm talking to somebody, I'll I'll just open up the app and and show them because that's the easiest way to 
to kind of describe because you know what it's like. Their eyes just pop open. Like, <laughs> what? All of those things you're showing me, those are caches because it's on their familiar streets. It's along the path to their school. It's behind their uh, church or something. And um, and that just surprises them a lot. So, yeah. And But I like to emphasize it's a fun game. Um, but there's not real treasure in there it's in the pursuit so you also kind of have to emphasize that you're you're out there having fun getting outdoors and fresh air getting into nature and so it's not just about what you find in the cache because there's been uh, sometimes too much emphasis on like as if they're going to be getting real treasure that's good. Yeah, you always have to tell them there's no actual treasure in it. The treasure hunt means something different to some people, right? So the, that's a different game. <laughs> We're not doing that one. Um, so throughout the day today during this convention, uh, we've been talking about all kinds of cash types, things that have been happening. We're giving people education and everything. But I, I don't think people really get a good idea of what's going on at headquarters. It's really a small amount of people that run this worldwide game. So um, and then. I'm going to throw this first question to Sven only because you didn't tell us how to pronounce your geocaching name. So you get to go first. And I tried before we started and I believe I was wrong and I'm not going to repeat that now. So, um, uh, so uh, we know you probably get asked this by people that are in the game a lot, but as, as we all know, there's, there's more than 5 million new geocachers coming into the game. Right. So I think that's the most recent thing you released from headquarters. So, a lot of them probably haven't heard it, but what is it really like to work for a geocaching company, the geocaching company that does this for a worldwide audience? So to start with my geocaching name, um, I picked that before I knew that nano caches were, were a thing. So for the story of that, um, but it's pronounced Blackhawk Germany. Um, just Blackhawk has always has been a name that's been sticking with me since my like computer gaming days and um, Germany paying tribute to my roots. Um, there's roughly 80 people that work at HQ, give or take. And um, yeah, so it's a it's a small but mighty, mighty group that, of coworkers uh, that Cindy and I have. Um, what's it like to work at HQ? It's really fun, it, it really is. Um, the, the things that we do at HQ are probably as diverse as the game itself. Um, there's a lot of different types of flavors of uh, jobs. Again, Cindy's and my job is sort of on the community side of things. So we get to interact with the community, with the community volunteers on a pretty much daily basis. And uh, seeing how differently people play the game, what draws them to the game, um, what kinds of challenges they experience in that process, but also what kinds of joy it gives them is uh, probably one of the most rewarding aspects of the job. And also, I personally really enjoy problem solving. So I do a lot of the bug reporting and uh, technical support and advocating with uh, product and engineering teams for tool improvements that reviewers rely on. So it's sort of the admin behind the scenes uh, tools. And so you have the reality of being out in the field finding caches but you also have some of the technical aspects of the job that I didn't really anticipate uh, before I joined HQ. Uh, Cindy, uh, do you want to add anything to that? I know because you have a slightly different position. You're over yeah. quite a few things. I would say it's easily the best place I've ever worked. Um, and I've been there for almost 10 years. So that's that's a long time for one place. I think the, the key part is that the mission really speaks to me. So the mission being to inspire and enable adventure, exploration, and community. And the community part is the thing I'm most, most passionate about, and that's why I'm on the community team. Um, so my favorite days are when geocachers come to visit. And unfortunately, during this past year, our office has been closed, so we don't get to see anybody and no one's really traveling anyway. But those over the other nine years, those were my favorite days when I actually got to see people coming through the office. And um, for some people, it was just 
obviously a very, very exciting day for them because they've been waiting a long time to come and log the cache and see what it was like. And so it's, it's nice to share that enthusiasm. And then just this shared game that we all have, that's you have international visitors where you might not speak their language very well, and they might not speak English very well, but there's this shared understanding about the game. And so that's really cool. Um, and I love that part. And then I learn something new every day. So the job doesn't get boring because the website and there's there's just so many nooks and crannies. Like we have a lot of old stuff on the website. It's sometimes like peeling back the layers. What? What's that? And how does that work? Or something like benchmarking, you know, like, okay, we got some old explanation of benchmarking here, but I'm going to read through this. And so you, um, you know, you can tackle something new every day. And I, I like that aspect a lot. That's very cool. I think that it's, it shocks me every time I hear it because, you know, we've, we've talked to people at headquarters many times and talked to people all over the world, but there's millions of people playing this game, like literally millions of people. As a special treat, we've been given the opportunity to give one Adventure Lab credit to somebody who's attending this worldwide CashCon event. And here's how to enter to win it. This weekend only, send an email to wwcc at cashtheline.net and be sure to include your geocaching username plus the correct answer to the following question and you can win. And that question is, up to how many locations can a standard adventure lab contain? To win, you must be a geocaching premium member in good standing and a qualifying winner will be chosen by Geocaching HQ and will announce the winner on an upcoming episode of Geocache Talk. Now, adventures can also be created by anyone who opts in to be selected to receive one of these credits at the URL shown below, geocaching.com slash play slash request slash adventure lab. Or you can request one from within the Adventures mobile app. Users do have to meet the minimum qualification in order for a chance to receive one of these credits. Good luck. Eighty people run in a company that people check into this website every single day. More than once for a lot of people around the world, you know, when they they base trips around this and everything else. And your uh, geocaching HQ gets to bring that kind of joy to tons of people. So. It seems like, you know, everybody's, oh, it'd be great to work there, but it's a hard job. Y'all have to work really hard to get, you don't just get to show up and work and go go caching all day. I mean, you have to, <laughs> you have to actually work hard and, and keep websites running and everything else. So I think that's some of behind the scenes that people don't understand, but you both are obviously dedicated. And we were chatting before this started and you couldn't answer me for a minute because you were out geocaching. So that says a lot about what you're doing. You know, most people don't take their work home with them, but y'all do because that's, that's what you enjoy doing. So that's, that's pretty cool. And, and Cindy, that's a good point that you brought up because a lot of new geocachers might not know that you actually can visit HQ and that there's a geocache in the lobby. And so if you're a new geocacher and you're unaware of this, there is a geocache in the lobby at headquarters and you get to go in there and log it and see the inner workings of things that happen at HQ and see people walking around and, um, you know, stop and ask people questions if they've got time to take that. And so that's very cool that you get to experience some of that stuff for us that have been to HQ. It's such a, a highlight of our trip to Seattle and you get to be a part of that for every person's visit there potentially. So that's very cool. Um, My career actually started in the visitor center. Um, so I was the guest experience coordinator and would welcome all those visitors from around the world, um, both local folks and people that traveled for thousands of miles to visit Seattle and visit HQ, uh, share their excitement, share their joy. And likewise had people like I know grandparents with their grandkids stopped by that had heard about geocaching, wanted to get started with it. 
and introduce them to it, walk them through it, and uh, get them excited about it. We had school classes come in, summer camps come in um, that that wanted to get into geocaching. And again, like having having that direct connection, um, being able to to interact and give back to the community, because at the end of the day, we call ourselves lackeys because we're we're working at the service of the community. This game is so community-based and so community-driven that if it weren't for players like yourself and players like us as well, in a sense, um, we all wouldn't get to enjoy this game to the extent that we do. Well, and sadly, at the time where we're, you know, this convention is going on and, and part of the impetus for this convention is the fact that many parts of the world are shut down. And the good news is we've had tons of people come to the game the bad news is if they came to the game since March, they haven't seen you guys. They haven't been to events probably. And, and you really do exist. And these people don't understand this. You really do exist. And when events start back again, they'll, they'll be able to see you in person sometimes because lackeys get to go to mega events and giga events and everything else. And everybody's been kind of shut down now, but uh, that just shows that part of the game, you don't just do it there and stay locked in the ivory tower. You get out and, and do things with people. Right. So you just have to trust us until the pandemic's over. You just got to trust us that that's really what happens. Right. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, all right. So outside of the previous question that was just asked, what is the most common thing you get asked when out at these events with the community? I can go first on that one. Um, so I, I what I often bring up is people think that our jobs must be really fun. It must be like going caching all day or hearing from people that are really happy because they love geocaching so much. Uh -uh. The people that love geocaching so much are busy caching. They're not writing to us. So the people that are writing to us usually have some kind of a problem. <laughs> and so Sven and I and our teams are spending quite a lot of time responding to a wide range of issues that have arisen in the community. And, and they could be bugs, they could be geocacher disagreements, they could be temporary account suspensions. And so I'd like to remind them that what we're doing is we're trying to keep the game moving and going and make sure people have access to their accounts, but it's not like we're getting the cheery news during the day. We're usually getting kind of the the, the not so nice side of geocaching, um, but that's what our jobs are, and that's what customer service is about. And um, at the end of the day, that's why we like going to Cedos or events or going to our neighborhood brewery where um, geocachers really like to host their events because um, then we get to just chat about geocaching without the problems. And, and get some perspective. So, so I guess that it's the misconception is that we just have fun all day because I don't think people usually get fun, get paid to have fun all day. <laughs> That's such a disappointment. I was hoping for that job to happen. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sven, do you want to add anything to that? Um, well, one of the most common questions we already answered in the sense that is, hey, what's it like to work at HQ, especially mm -hmm. from very active and very involved uh, community members, right? Mm -hmm. um, other questions, especially at big events, especially when I was uh, traveling to Germany to, to attend events there or attend review meetings, um, that kind of thing, you meet a lot of members that are very passionate about the game. The German community is giant and very active and uh, mm -hmm. everybody has has some kind of idea of like have you heard about this idea and like don't you think that would be a great idea to make geocaching even more fun and uh, or I, I brought up this idea but you guys seem to don't seem to uh, listen to to community feedback and it's always like okay hold on <laughs> um but, I, I totally listen. I'll totally make a note of this. And at the end of the day, the, the reality is, like any company, the backlog of great ideas, both community ideas and our own ideas, never gets smaller, right? You have to see where, where yeah. can you get the most bang for your buck, so to speak, um, where 
do you have the best return on the resources that you invest? Where can you meet um, or improve the experience for um, the most players? And so sometimes the experiences or the things that are important to people vary substantially based on are you somebody who likes to go for long hikes and like really meticulously plan out a route? Or do you like to just do power trails? Are you a new player? Are you a player who's been playing for 10 plus years? And so trying to find that balance for us, again, it, it's sometimes less easy easy than it seems. And trying to raise awareness for that or, or explain that um, sometimes comes as a surprise when, when you get asked those questions. If you haven't yet gone to the website, go to geocachetalk.com forward slash WWCC21 and check out the page and all the events that are going to be happening today. Also on that page, you'll be able to find the link to the swag that you can get for the Worldwide Cash Con. We got shirts and we got coins. And you know what? Those are some really great stuff. And you don't want to miss getting your swag for the first ever Worldwide Cash Con. Well, you both kind of led me perfectly in the next question I want to ask. So that's great. When uh, when you hear all these ideas or you're out at the, the brewery and you're talking to everybody else, y'all know a lot of stuff that's going on, future stuff that's going on. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm sure Signal is not very good at keeping secrets. So and since that's your boss, I'm sure you hear all the good stuff that's happening. So when you're out, you know, and you take your lackey cap off and you're putting your geocacher cap back on. How do you keep from spilling the beans on all the upcoming stuff? I know it's your job, but it's also a very exciting thing to have. Is there, is there, first of all, do you know about what's going on, which we know you do. And then do you get pestered constantly to find out what's going on? I'm going to let Sven start that. (laughs) Um, We do know a lot of things and that, uh, basically, at any point, there's probably a couple of pro- projects in the pipeline that we can't talk about. And at the same time, that is part of the fun because people, again, bring up these ideas, right? Um, not not so long ago, like, let's say, end of last year, I want to say October, November, around that, somebody from the community actually wrote in and was like, we can't have events right now, but people love their sea towing and love giving back to the environment. Can't you do, can't we do like a locationless sea tow? And uh, GC8 Need that was launched the other day and will be loggable on starting February 6th was already in the works at that time. Um, Trying to get all that lined up and uh, fleshed out, take some time. And so of course we couldn't tell them that, but knowing that (laughs) a couple months on the line, they will be delighted and be like, oh, I, I had that idea and look, now it happened. It, yeah. just, just knowing again that you can bring that joy to people. Um, it's honestly also one of the best parts of the job. Very neat. Sven is not telling everything. <laughs> Vocationless cash was, was his brainchild and he's making it happen. So Tuesday's release was because he pulled it off and um, our team has been the team that came up with virtual caches, um, the community celebration events, both locationless caches. Uh, We also have done things that maybe weren't quite as popular like the moratorium on challenge caches, but then we brought back challenge caches. Mm -hmm. So all of those were moments where like, yeah, when you're out at a CEDO and someone has an opinion about challenge caches, you might want to, like spill the beans and tell them like what the plans are but at the same time I think it's really fun to see the the worldwide response all at the same time for something so if you tell some people in Seattle you know they're just getting things before everybody else and that doesn't feel fair and it seems more fun to launch it all at the same time so we're you know, you can imagine when we launch these things, we're kind of going refresh, refresh. Nobody's <laughs> posting anything yet. So they hate the idea. <laughs> like it was like half an hour 
before someone said anything about the locationless cash on Tuesday, I'm thinking, okay, you know, wasn't interesting, but it just, you know, it takes people, they're, they're busy, they're doing other things in their lives, they're not sitting and waiting for release notes. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's exciting to see the community response. And I think to what Sven said, pretty much all the ideas we come up with are some mixture of things that have been brought to us through emails or direct contact with people. And you start to think, hmm, you know, could we work with that and um, kind of come up with an idea that's a melding of a lot of people's ideas. That, that's very cool. And, and that kind of rolls into uh, this final question that we have for you guys. Um, unofficially, in a, in a dream type world, um, with your geocaching hat on, and maybe not so much of the lackey cap that you wear, what would you like to see for the future of geocaching? That's a difficult question. Um, I, I personally think that what I will hope for going forward is balance. And that may sound cheesy, but I in the summer, I love taking our 4 by 4 out on like old logging roads and up into the mountains and kind of like doing old school um, geocaching as some people may see it. And at the same time, technology is so rapidly evolving and the adventures platform has been growing super fast and in exciting ways and i really hope that going forward in like five or ten years we will be able to see the same mix between sort of the roots of the game where it all started and just new and exciting technologies um, being added to geocaching and allowing people to to explore the game and play the game exactly how they like it whether puzzles are their thing whether where i goes are still their thing whether adventures have grown into uh, something different than they are now i mean you never know but at the end of the day there's still going to be that epic hike that you can do and uh, find an ammo can on top of a mountain nice yeah i think for me it's it's, it's a funny question to answer during this crazy year that we've had with COVID because my brain goes first to, I want to have events again. So I guess that's not what I want in 10 years. I just want to go back to what we had because uh, without being able to see people and um, interact, I think we lose something. Um, but then that also makes me think about how could we improve things like that in the future, especially things like friend functionality within the app and the website, um, make ways to be able to do better planning, like when you create a list and you want to um, share it with uh, your friends, can't, you know, sharing it within the app and, and being able to comment on each other's things and I don't know, just all kinds of um, like a private caching kind of thing maybe where you could have challenges or achievements that you choose like missions just for your um, your group, I think would be really fun. Um, I think technology wise, I'm figuring GPS will become more accurate. And so maybe it'll be easier to find caches, fewer geo trails, um, which might be good for like parks departments and and kind of a wider acceptance of geocaching so i i think there's a balance of like well you if everybody knows about geocaching could it be harmful for the game because it's too hard to sustain but if we have the right people like parks departments that are supportive of it then they can be really great partners and so i'm hoping that that continues to evolve like we see some of it now but see more of that in the future nice. and yeah. things like augmented reality geocaching in space you know you can keep dreaming <laughs> geocaching in space is kind of that's closer to reality than we think so uh, <laughs> um well that's that is perfect and uh we definitely appreciate you uh, joining us to answer a bunch of questions. Uh, there's some hardcore geocachers out there that have seen both of you before. They remember the time pre-COVID where they, they got to see lackeys in real life. 
Um, but again, I think this was very important for those millions of geocachers that have joined since we hadn't been able to do the game like we all want to do it again. Um, so I think this has been some good information for them, and I, I really appreciate you both being here. Absolutely. Well, thanks for organizing this cash con. I think it's really going to be fun for people. I hope so. And uh, I, I was I, I said good evening earlier, but I, since we're talking to the world, I got to say good night. I've got to say good morning and good afternoon. That's, so that's for everybody. And yeah. we'll let Charles translate those into all the different languages for us. But uh, <laughs> but thank you for being on no matter what time of day people are watching this on. So thank you, guys. Yeah, good to be here.